1: happy memorial day weekend and uh good afternoon and welcome to a brand new episode of the co-op podcast uh i'm your host richard Jr., and today i'm joined by mr gary ace B. how's it going gary
2: yep and to all my uk people happy bank holiday weekend uh yeah good to be back uh good to know that i have the day off tomorrow so i can try and catch up on some stuff but um yeah how you doing rich
1: doing pretty good uh i am also glad that i have a day off tomorrow so i can hopefully play some detroit but uh everything is good just getting ready for e3 at this moment in time so looking forward to that uh we're also joined by miss dana Abercrombie. how's it going dana
0: hi everybody happy memorial day
1: absolutely so uh, we will not be joined uh, by Mr. Lugo and Mr. Max Muller today because they have some other things going on. Uh, they will be back, though, because, you know, next week we are going to be having a pre-E3 show, so they may show up for that. Uh, and then, of course, the week after that, when E3 actually begins, you know we, you know, Mr. JJ, myself and Max will actually be on location in Los Angeles, so we'll have some type of show. It may not be uh, on the co-op per se, but we will keep you guys notified as to how we handle that whole situation. But uh, don't worry, they will be back soon. So as for this week's topics, there was a lot of things that uh, happened, a couple of big news stories here and there, so we'll get into all of that. But before we do any of that, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. So uh, Dana, how about you start first and let us know what you have been playing?
0: Detroit. Become Human. Uh, yeah, Detroit Become Human. Basically, I've been obsessed with that game since they announced it. Um, so far, I'm not going to have to say that it's gorgeous. It's a really, really beautiful game. And it's starting to... It reminds me of Heavy Rain. So, so far, I'm enjoying it very much. Um, the dialogue is great. I just love... I'm going to say this, though. I... I think that they did a wonderful job so far. I'm not done with the game. Even though the story is unoriginal. It's the same, you know, the robots will rise and take over the world. And what about us poor humans? Even though the story is something that we've seen 15,000 times. I feel that they did a really good job at just making it more more humanistic i think they did a great job with the gameplay how it looks is very beautiful granted it's not like a hundred hours of, of gaming i think it's only around 10 i would have liked it if they stretched it out some more i don't like when games are really short but at the same time that shortness gets it right to the point but i like the fact that they are different paths and decisions that you can take and and i like that idea so it's very interactive i'm loving as i said before the graphics are really great i like the acting the voice acting that they did was really great and even like you know because it's more than just voice acting the whole you know they get down and it's like basically regular acting they captured it so for me i think that they captured the emotions you know the script is all right the gameplay is wonderful and and the graphics so i'm i'm enjoying it i like what they did i'm i'm pleased it's not god of war in no shape or form will i will it ever reach that level but for me it's a decent game to play in between god of war and spider-man
1: it sounds good to me um yeah, I mean, I, I also picked up the game, so I haven't had a chance to play it. I have just installed it on my PlayStation 4. So I, after we record today's show, I absolutely am going to, to jump into it. But uh, I will say um very glad to hear that uh, it's, it's pretty much been receiving some great reviews. I know that uh, Tatiana reviewed it for us, so I would like to give a shout out to her. And I believe that Tony also reviewed it on Geek.com. So. Both excellent reviews. If you haven't checked them out, I would highly recommend you do that because that was what sold me on the game. I mean, I already was interested in the game, but uh, once I, you know, know people that I've actually know that have actually played it and reviewed it, then that's another perspective to go off of. So I'm definitely looking forward to trying it out later today.
0: And also, if I could just throw in there, like the characters are really interesting. So it's not everything is not one-dimensional. They made these three-dimensionals, three-dimensional characters. Um, You can also kill them, which is like, what? So it's like real consequences of things. So I really enjoyed that.
1: Oh, yeah. That that actually is one aspect that I really, really like about this game and and games in general that that do that type of stuff where the decisions will actually matter and have consequences. So... That sounds awesome. I cannot wait to play it. That's for certain. (laughs) All right, Gary. uh, What have you been playing?
2: Uh, Yeah, so, not too much. I definitely didn't get to play Detroit, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I've been playing Overwatch, of course, and uh, the, the new anniversary is out. It's officially been two years since the game came out, and I've been playing it for two years, too, which is pretty crazy, but... Yeah, um, the Overwatch anniversary is out and basically there's a bunch of new skins and they're letting you unlock all of the skins that are tied to like the other events that have come out that are usually like a limited time for you to unlock it, so you can unlock l- literally everything in the game at this point uh, with this event so um, yeah, if you have Overwatch then now is a good time to play it I think they have a sale on too so you can probably get it for a bit cheaper so yeah, that's Overwatch. And uh, also I've been playing God of War and I, I believe I'm nearing the end now, but I am at the point where I'm just like I just want this to end. Just because it feels like I've been playing for so long, but at the same time it's good. Like it is it's it's still a really good game. Um and i i do enjoy it when i do play it and everything sometimes the puzzles get a bit annoying especially like if i'm playing after work when i'm already tired i'm like i don't want to play puzzles i just want to beat people up but um you know i got to spend some time with it today and you know i i, I, I was more rested so i didn't mind the puzzles and stuff like that so much and I, I made a lot of progress today and i'm hoping i'm near the end it seems like the story's really picked up a lot and uh yeah, that Atreus, he's a he's a little troublemaker at times. I have to say that. But um but yeah, great game. Can't wait to be it. And that's pretty much all I've been playing.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. So uh as for what I have been playing, uh, I unfortunately haven't had a chance to play anything. Uh this past week uh had a very very busy work schedule. So, um, that, in addition to the fact that I'm now preparing for E3, a lot of emails, a lot of scheduling appointments, a lot of setting things up for what what we're going to do at this year's show. So I haven't really had time to play much of anything. Uh, as I previously mentioned, I did pick up Detroit, so that is pretty much ready for me to play. And I do intend to play that later today. I still need to finish God of War as well, because I want to try to finish both of those games before I go to E3. But, um... We'll see what happens with my schedule. But um, there's a, quite a bit of things coming out. So, I mean, I definitely want to get these done before I jump into some of these other games. But unfortunately, didn't really get to play anything this week. Next week, however, I, I'm 100% certain I will have something to say because by then I will have played some Detroit. Maybe I will have finished God of War. It all depends because I don't really know how far in the game I am at this moment in time. Still have a lot to do. I just feel that way, but uh, we'll see what happens this week. But um, that concludes what we have been playing for this week. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the topics. Um, There was a couple of things that happened that were pretty major. Other things, little small stories here and there. We'll get into that stuff a little bit later. But starting off with the first topic, and, and and I know that this is a topic that a lot of people... They always love to hear this information. Uh, So we're going to dive into this one. And that is, of course, that we finally got the April NPD numbers. Um, So I'm going to go over this list as well as talking about, you know, I'm going to just start at the. uh, We'll go with the top 10 games, top 10 software games for uh, April 2018. So at number 10, we had NBA 2K18. Number nine, we had Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, Number eight, Call of Duty World War II. Uh, Number seven, Grand Theft Auto V. Number six, uh, Mario Kart Eight. Number five was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, Number four, we had the Labo Variety Kit. Very interesting at that number. Uh, Number three, we had MLB 18 The Show. Number two, we have Far Cry 5. And the number one game uh, for April is god of war so i wanted to ask uh the both of you what what your thoughts are on the games that made it onto this list uh whether or not you're surprised that god of war is the number one game on the list i personally am not but uh just wanted to get your overall thoughts on this and uh dana how about you go first and let us know what you think about the games that appeared on this list
0: five billion million (laughs) five million Yeah, 5 million copies. I said billion. I'm sorry. In my heart, it's billion. But 5 million. I am not surprised by that number at all because, you know, this is a game that through the power of good word, you know, it spread like wildfire. Also, the reviews were amazing. And, you know, they've been having just really, really great numbers. So I'm not surprised that got a war. At all, I'm not surprised about the MLB show, the 18, the show, because, you know, it's baseball season. I am really surprised about the Labo Variety Kit. I didn't expect that to really be that high up in the numbers. Maybe later on around um, Black Friday, maybe that. Also, I'm really shocked to see Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. That kind of came back out of nowhere. Um, But good for them. Also, I'm a little bit shocked. What all of a sudden happened to WWE 2K18? You know, come on now. You guys have to start buying that up again. I'm not sure what happened over there. Also, um, Players Unknown Battleground, that's out of the top 10. So I'm a little bit surprised about that. But other than that. It can be expected. You know, you guys love Mario Kart. Mario Kart is just one of those series that was never going to die. Grand Theft Auto, again, one of those series is not gonna die. And I think that the Call of Duty World War Two is because that they made the announcement with um I forgot which one. The new Call of Duty game that they announced. Black Flash.
1: Ops Four.
0: Black Ops Four. Pants. But because of that, you know, everybody's running back to play their Call of Duty. So I'm not surprised by those numbers. But, you know, Donkey Kong, for me, just came out of nowhere. And Labo, what, power to the cardboard. That's all I have to say about that. And Monster I, World should be a bit higher. That's all.
1: Oh, yeah. No, well, uh, I th- those are great thoughts all around. Uh, I, I think that, uh, obviously, I, I think, uh, you know, the Nintendo Switch is still a very, very popular item. And this Donkey Kong game, this initially, it wasn't on Switch, you know, so when they decided to bring it to Switch, I knew it was going to sell well. I didn't think it was going to sell as high as, <laughs> you know, it, uh, you know. but yeah, still sold well.
0: That's a lot of well. I didn't expect for it to be that high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, a, that's high. Yeah. Consider- so, knocked out Players Underground. Come on now.
1: So, so, so you know, that that, that, that pretty much tells me that uh, I think you're going to start seeing, you know, anytime there's a Nintendo Switch game that comes out, uh, it, it, it's, it's going to probably pick up a lot of sales, especially if it's a game like this. You know, Mario Kart's still on there. Again, this shows people are still picking up these games and they're enjoying the Switch. So that's great for Nintendo. Um, as for Labo... Um, i'm going to go with my theory that perhaps there are a lot of people that got high on april 20th and they decided i'm gonna go out and and get some cardboard because uh that's when it came out so um i don't know but listen it's a great great for kids it's a great great uh i guess it's a great item for kids i don't really think it's anything that i will be into playing personally but uh i cannot knock nintendo for actually having success with their product i just am surprised that it was so high on the list um, but it is what it is
0: And also really quickly I think that the World Cup starts in June mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken So I definitely will expect For um, FIFA Which dropped all the way down to I don't know 8 to 20 I expect that to be in probably the top 5 spot Come June That's a I, prediction Don't,
2: you don't, don't they, have they have a um, World not, Cup patch for it or something? That, that,
1: that's what I was just about to say you you are right on the money with that guess, Dana. Because when I looked at Best Buy yesterday, they actually have FIFA on sale now. Because and, and it mentions because of the update coming, that's why they mm-hmm. have it on sale. So people will pick it up and get the update. Then they will be will be able to play that. So that is a right on the money guess. Yeah. So oh, yeah, very very, very 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 smart very, very, very smart decision for EA to do that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's like a big thing. So and it's a big toy So good for them.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh so uh Gary, uh what are your thoughts on the games that that uh, charted on the NPD for, for April?
2: Yeah, uh I'm just very surprised by the 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 Nintendo Labo, you know. Um I guess Nintendo's saving the world, you know. They're they're repurposing cardboard and you know making it useful and stuff. Um and like you said, I don't know. Maybe maybe there was a lot of high parents that day, so they were, they were just like, okay, I'm I'm going to spend all my money on the children. I don't care. I'm high. You know, maybe that was the case. I don't know. But yeah, um, Nintendo Labo is 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 a success. It seems so. That's good. Um, everything else seems like that. There's it doesn't seem like anything too out of the ordinary besides Labo. Um, of course, God of War, you know, definitely deserves to be number one. Uh, it's a, it's definitely a quality title. Um, the, the story's good and everything, uh, and I like the, the, the I, Although I haven't finished yet, I'm liking the journey of you know the characters, Kratos and his son and everything. So uh, definitely a great game. It deserves to be number one. I am slightly surprised Far Cry Five is number two. Um, you know, I would expect one of these other games to be above it, but um that's good for ubisoft as well i guess so yeah um
1: well I, I do have a comment to make on what you just said uh i i'm not too surprised about far cry cuz it did come out at the end of march um so if people didn't pick it up that week more than likely they waited until the reviews and then they picked up the game and that's probably why it's still high now. Now for the next couple months, I, I don't expect that number to stay in the top five. Uh, I know that they're going to be releasing another update soon for the DLC, so that's it, it, it. Could still be on the top ten, but I don't expect it to be as high as it is on you know for next month. But I mean, I could be wrong. But I think that's why that's that's where it's at right now because I mean it did come out at the tail end of that month so people probably still picking up the game uh a week after that
2: yeah you're probably right about that i I didn't remember when it released i I thought it actually released earlier than that so yeah you're probably right right on the money with that um, oh yeah that's probably yeah. the
1: reason oh yeah no you're right it, 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 it was it was supposed to release uh in february but you know then ubisoft delayed it until the end of march so that was that was why that, that that that's why that uh came out the way it did but uh I mean, hey, good for Ubisoft. I mean, I enjoyed the game. I did review it. I mean, and I'm not saying it's a perfect game. It had uh, some issues in the game, but uh, I, I love Far Cry games in general, so I wasn't really disappointed with that aspect of it. But yeah, other things, you know, maybe not quite as good as it as it should have been, but totally fine with it. Yeah. Um, w- one other comment I will make, uh, uh, like you said, you made a very good point. I think God of War absolutely 100 percent deserve to be number one. Um, and this makes me very curious to see what is going to happen in September because we know Spider-Man will be out. We know uh, Tomb Raider will be out. Uh, I expect Spider-Man to be number one also when that for that month. But uh, I'm just very curious to see uh, what's going to happen with all these other games. You know, Detroit came out uh, this past Friday. I'm wondering where that's going to be at on the chart next month. Um, but Sony's doing very good with their their titles, so you know they're selling. Um, but God of War definitely deserved to be number one. I have no 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 doubt about that. That 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 has to be number one. I'm glad. And yes, the reviews, the positive word of mouth, that definitely influenced. But also, I think the game sold itself as well because a lot of people we, we saw the footage at E3. We saw the footage. You know, anytime Sony had a show, and the game looked fantastic. You know, we still had questions about what the hell is going on in the game, but Pretty much the end result, it came out uh, even better than I and I personally expected. So I give Sony props on that. So,
2: yeah, and like this kind of um, opened up like a debate. I well, not a debate. It was like more a discussion I had with uh, you know, it was on Twitter with um, Mr. Tony Polanco and Torrance Davis and Blackstar. Um, so like. Uh, i guess someone brought up when phil spencer said that you know this the story driven focuses aren't you know they they aren't uh they don't have long-term value and that's why they want to focus on you know the experience the multiplayer experiences that they can continue to adapt and update uh because you know that they i guess his point was that that would uh bring more attention in the long term but you know god of war is basically proving him wrong or that's what you know that's what people are saying right now like the the fact that god of war is selling so well and that uh, a lot of sony's titles have done well you know they, they've been successful this generation is kind of proving phil spencer's statements last year wrong so like what do you guys think about that like uh was phil spencer did did he have it wrong when he first made those statements
1: Uh, I do have something to say on it, but uh, let's go to Dana first. Dana, what, what are your thoughts?
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, he had it wrong. He doesn't really know anything. He, he has a lot of things wrong. But yeah, no, it's everything wow. he said. It, I'm sorry. But no, in instance, yeah, he has it wrong. So, clearly, he said a lot of things that were mistake. He said things about Xbox One, but yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. i go ahead, Rich. I'll say what I'm going to say after.
1: Yeah, I I just was going to say, um, I think uh, in this particular situation, you know, uh, he definitely had to be proven wrong on on this because Microsoft hasn't had a good they haven't they haven't had a good generation in terms of when they put a game out, they're expecting it to sell very well. And we just haven't seen that. Now, Gears of War 4 did okay numbers, but still. We'll say what? Forgettable. Well, that's what I say. It did okay numbers, but it's still not at the quality that it needed to be for a Gears of War title in terms of sales. So, obviously, I think he would say that. And he wasn't really, I mean, we could criticize Phil Spencer, but he wasn't really the only one that said this. There's a couple other developers that also said, oh, the single-player games is not where the money is at. I believe EA also said the same thing. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people have to be proven wrong. I mean, it depends on the title being made, uh, and, and, and you have to take that into consideration. And maybe now they will take that into consideration. I know Microsoft definitely wants to make more quality first-party titles so they have to take this into consideration not always making a service-based game but single-player experiences as well so i'm curious to see how all of this stuff impacts them you know obviously like, like i said they've taken a lot of hits this generation um and we can also say that last generation when 360 was doing well playstation took some hits and you see how playstation bounced back with this generation so I'm very curious to see what happens when we get to next generation where Microsoft is at. I definitely expect them to bounce back on some things, but it, it, it all depends. We have to see how they handle that. But uh, you know, just to answer your question though, Gary, yeah, I think Phil absolutely was wrong about what he said. But again, I'm not going to say he was the only one that said that because multiple people said the single player thing isn't, isn't, uh, isn't something that that sells. You've also had a lot of developers that work on games as well as people on teams that have the same philosophy that the single player experiences don't typically sell well. So, yeah, it it is what it is. But again, God of War, we already knew that this game was going to be a highly anticipated game, was going to be a big deal. Um, We knew that ahead of time because we saw it, you know, in the different reveal events, we saw how the game was turning out knowing that this is a PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But uh go ahead, Gary, continue what you was uh going to say.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And um I think like I guess I kind of sort of understand what Phil Spencer was trying to say. I think he, he didn't like it was a poor choice of words. I, I I don't think he expressed it the right way, but basically he he was alluding to the fact that he wanted to focus on building long term experiences I don't think he should have used like you know Sony and uh, single player games as an example like he should have just said I want to do you know XYZ he shouldn't have brought that whole other uh, storyline factor into it because then it, it wouldn't look as bad but um, as, as for him saying that though he still hasn't even delivered on what he said he wanted to do in the first place so that's that makes it look extra bad because he hasn't even been able to put out, you know, a good. We thought Sea of Thieves was going to be that. We thought we we thought Sea of Thieves was going to be that that epic online experience that you know they continue to update and build upon and you know it's going to keep people engaged for a long period of time. But nope, that game didn't do that at all. Um, and it, I, I hear it was pretty shallow. So he still hasn't even delivered on that that idea that he spoke about so that makes it look even worse um so yeah uh, i guess we all keep a close eye on mr phil spencer this e3
1: yeah i yeah i, I agree with everything you say I, I i i will i will just say this um e3 is going to be very interesting for microsoft for many reasons but it's specifically because they kept saying i really feel like they are purposely saving a lot of information a lot of stuff for this particular show That we're going to get here in about two weeks now so we'll see what they have to show us at e3 and then of course you know i will be able to have more to say on microsoft because i am going to an xbox event the day after the um the conference so uh i will have a hell of a lot to say on xbox once i actually see not only the conference but also what are the other games are and if i get a chance to play some of them as well be able to talk about that and give you all an overview of how things are looking but as for what you said about sea of thieves yeah sea of thieves i still haven't played the game um state of decay 2 my brother picked up the game has been trying to get me to play it and then our very good friend david Jagno also picked up the game i haven't picked it up yet but i did see it has had mixed reviews um i will get a chance to play it at some point in time but uh I just think at this point in time they those two games it's fine you know I wasn't expecting anything massive from those two games but I am very curious to see what they have at that conference what they talk about of course you know crackdown still to come that is a game that I believe uh Dana is looking forward to so uh maybe that maybe that will turn out good
2: <laughs> So no one yeah. played State of Decay 2 right
1: I, I I haven't played it yet uh, I, I, I will play it at some point in time because my, yeah, my brother has it, David has it they have been telling me every day you need to get this game and of course our very good friend Edward has it as well so I have to play it at some point in time
2: But and no, they, they know you didn't play it?
0: The State of Decay? Yeah Um, no, <laughs> 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 no. Like ew. No, like yay for those who love it It's just, you know, it's not something that really I care about. But I will say this, like, good for them because they had over 1 million players in the first two games. I mean, days. So, good for them. I just really don't care that much about it. But there's a little something. So Microsoft is slowly doing something good. They can pull in 1 million people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I do know that the State of Decay sales numbers did start to come out. So the game has been selling well on the system. So, yeah, that, like I said, I just needed to try it. The only thing I heard about the game is it feel it's pretty much just like the, the last game. A lot of bugs, technical issues, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, outside of that, uh, it's a few other things. But I just haven't had a chance to play it. I will try it at some point in time, though, because I have a lot of people that have asked me, when am I getting this game? And I'm tired of them asking me when I'm getting the game. So I'll try it sooner or later.
0: (laughs) But here's my thing that I think would just work out really great. If we stop having Phil Spencer talk, if he just stopped saying things and predicting things, why don't you just show it? Show us the games you have. Don't worry about the software. Remember there was one E3 where all they talked about was just the software and that was a disaster. So just talk about games Don't predict what your sales are going to be. Even during the presentation, this is going to be the best game you ever played. Don't do any of that. Just show games. And when you do that, the fans will come and they will judge for themselves whether or not the game is good. So that's all I want. And to get Phil Spencer far away from the microphone.
1: Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I, and the thing is, I mean, I don't think, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that at E3. I know they appointed another guy. Uh, I know his last name is booty. I don't know what his first name is. I forgot that, you know, while that name is funny, you know, this is the guy that is, you know, being perceived to be the one that's going to be talking about the stuff at the actual show. So we may not have to worry about Phil saying anything much of anything at all, but I, I mean, we'll have to wait and see about that. But, Yeah, they have someone else now that is supposed To be doing that, so we'll see If that actually is the way that they Approach it, uh, at the Show in in a couple of weeks But, um We'll see So, uh, any final thoughts Before we move on to, uh, the next topic I'm good Okay, so Now I'm going to pass the mic Over to Dana, because I believe that she has A couple of, uh News stories to get into. So Dana, the floor is yours.
0: Yay, the floor is mine. Um, <laughs> um, real quick, anyone who watches the expanse, it was uncancelled. Amazon has picked up the show for the fourth season after sci-fi canceled it. Um, we're getting the live action Kim Possible movie movie. And they just cast Allison Hannigan. Remember, she was Willow from um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She is going to play the role of brain surgeon Dr. Ann Possible, who is basically Mom Possible. So congratulations to her. Uh, Logan director James Mangold will write and direct the standalone Boba Fett movie. So we just finished off the Han Solo to do lukewarm, lukewarm reviews. And now we're getting Boba Fett. Also, we're getting um, more standalone movies. So be prepared for that because I know you guys are excited for more Star Wars. Um, also, with Boba Fett, they haven't done any ca- any casting yet. But they, they're saying that they're very excited for it and that, you know, he was also one of the young boys in Star Wars Episode Two, if anyone remembers that catastrophe. So, yay for that. Also, we're going to get the um, the Mulan movie. They cast, remember in Mean Girls, there was the, the Indian guy. He is now going to be one of the, this is a new character from Mulan. So, we're going to get that soon. Mulan live action movie. It's said to be very good. People are very excited for it, even though they, they are cutting some of the songs, especially I'll Make a Man Out of You. So people are upset about that. But boo-hoo. Star Wars has not sold very well. It's Many people are not buying tickets. Three-day total so far is $83.3 million. The four-day is $101 million. They already predicted that it was going to be 130 million. As you can tell, that they didn't reach that at all. So Disney, you know, they're sad about it, but they're moving on with life. It's not going to be a big deal. CBS has canceled Cold Black. If anyone cares, it was a show that ran for three seasons. So now it's no more. Martin uh, Morgan Freeman has been accused of sexual harassment by eight. Different women He put out a statement Saying that he is devastated That his 80 years Of his life is now at risk For just basically rumors And that he is denying everything He wants to be clear He did not create an unsafe work environment And that he did not Assault any women He didn't offer employment Or advancements in exchange For any type of sexual activities So he was very upset that people are now claiming this and he's like 80 years old. Um, People are very outraged over the cancellation of Lucifer because of the outrage. Fox has announced they still canceled, but they will put out two more shows. So that will air on Monday. So you'll get two more episodes, but that's just about it. Also, The Chew has been canceled. It ran on ABC for seven years. Not because anyone was watching. I mean, people were watching. People were really excited for it. It was great. It was like one of those cooking shows. But because Mario Batali has been accused of sexually assaulting and raping several women, that they decided to just cancel the whole show. Many people are angry and upset about that. Also, they have canceled Scorpion after four seasons. So... That's also what happened. And they finally arrested Harvey Weinstein and charged him with sexual assault on multiple accounts. So that's basically what's been happening this week. It's been pretty quiet other than the Fox deal that we ran through before and the whole ESPN deal. So that's all has been happening.
1: Sounds good. Yes. Thank you for those news stories. Now, there is a comment that I want to make, though, uh, very quickly. Uh, I actually saw a solo yesterday, uh, so I, I just want to—I'm not going to get into any spoiler territory for those that actually want to see the movie. I just want to describe a few things about my experience when I went to go see it. Now, first and foremost, uh, it was very easy to get a seat. There were hardly anybody—hardly anybody went to go see that movie. And you know, Memorial Day weekend—I figure oh, a lot of people will be at this theater. I have to get there early to see the movie. I didn't have to worry about any of that, so that was a little concerning. Uh, as i started to watch the movie uh i know i've heard multiple times about the reshoots that they kept having for this movie and the thing is i could tell the way i was watching the movie some of the pacing some of the quick cuts to other things happening in the story i could say okay maybe some of that stuff was where they actually reshot something i know for example the villain you know, I believe Michael K. Williams from The Wire was supposed to play the villain, and he couldn't do the reshoot. So instead, they got Vision from the Avengers to play the villain. Uh, that was very interesting casting. But um, the movie overall, I didn't think it was a horrible movie. I mean, it's it was basically meant to be a fun movie. There's a lot of jokes, a lot of humor in the movie. Um, even though there was some serious stuff that happened as well. Uh, Donald Glover's performance as uh, Lando. I mean, to me, it felt like Donald Glover just played himself, dressed up as Lando, and I was fine with that. That's fine, but um, just to know now that the it's not doing well at the box office, yeah, I, I think um, it's unfortunate for Disney, but I think that when they have this focus on continuously doing as much with this license as possible— I think they have to anticipate some of these movies are just not going to do as well. But I think all the news that came out about the reshoots and stuff that also put it in a bad light right there because it actually made people worried about the quality of the film itself. Um, and I did see a couple of tweets that some of the cast sent out. Like we had uh, the actress that, uh, you know, is on game of Thrones. It's in the movie. She was saying that Ron Howard saved the film and, um, well, I don't know what the uh, original version was or how it looked, but uh, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just think uh, it was okay. I mean, I know that they were saying that they may be doing another sequel, but that, of course, that depends on if this one does well, which it doesn't sound like it's going to do too well from the box office numbers because the budget for the movie was $250 million. So, to know that they maybe only crack only a little bit over $100 million by by the time everything is said and done for the Memorial Day weekend, that is not good at all for Disney. But, uh, hey, they made money in other things. So, you know, billion dollars, Black Panther, billion dollars in uh, Avengers. So, maybe they ain't worried about that. But, yeah, they, they definitely need to think about some of the stories that they want to actually put in the Star Wars uh, universe, I would say. But we'll see what happens.
0: But even overseas it bombed it Bombed with only uh, 65 million it made So it's just not going very well for them
1: You're right And, and, and you know I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to, to Gary, uh, Ramis, And Carl because they said When I asked them are y'all going to see Han Solo they said hell no We ain't going to see that trash So I blame them for that also But I just
0: <laughs> Because I would have thought automatically like with Donald Glover Like, I can understand the guy who's playing Han. Nobody was really interested in him. But the guy, but Glover, I would have thought that would have put someone, you know, on their radar. People would at least reluctantly, but still went to go see it. But, like, no one's even interested in that. You're right. It's just, yeah, that was just a bit surprising, especially since Fox is doing, not Fox, Disney is doing so well. Remember, they're buying up all the properties and we're getting that huge deal soon coming out with, um... What is it? Um um Sony Fox? Well, Fox. Yes, yeah, so it's Fox. Sorry. So, you know, we're getting Fantastic Four soon. <laughs> but you know, I, just, I just don't understand what happened. I hope that they they make better movies. And I don't know many people who's interested in the Boba Fett. Like is people clamoring for Boba Fett?
1: Well, that that movie I you know, I have no idea. Hey, that that movie might might do well than than the Han Solo movie. You know, I, I was talking to a friend earlier. And they asked a, a question, uh, so I'm gonna ask you guys this question: Do you think, do you think that they should do a Yoda movie? No. Oh Ah, well, there
0: you
1: go. That yeah.
2: was. Go ahead, we, Gary. Like me and Miguel were just having this conversation in the chat, and they're they're oversaturating the series now because part of the appeal of Star Wars before was like there used to be so much time between you know, each trilogy kind of thing. Like, there was decades between, you know, the original episodes and the prequel episodes. And that allowed people to, like, you know, it it created a mystique. And, you know, people could debate about the series and talk about it for long periods of time. And, you know, just kind of fill in the blanks themselves, you know, talk theories and, you know, what they think about, you know, the characters and everything like that. Like, it was a very special, sacred thing. So, like, now that they're trying to pump out a Star Wars movie every year, it's, like, it's getting too much now. Like, we have nothing to really discuss or debate because it's just, like, too much, like, you know, and, and it's not as it's not of the same quality as what it used to be as well. So, that's the big problem here. And I don't think they're going to fix that by just saying, okay, well, we're going to do a Yoda movie or we're going to do a Boba Fett movie, you know, so... I think if they just need to take a break. I I think what Disney wanted was this to be like their um their other Marvel universe kind of thing. Like they want because with the Marvel movies, they've consistently done well. You know, even you know, there's been not so great ones, but like you know, they still sell a, a decent amount, and you know the the target market always supports those films. And I guess they they feel like it's going to be the same with Star Wars, but. If you're if the quality isn't the same as what you know those original movies was, then people weren't going to care anymore, and they're not going to keep going to see it. So,
1: well, well, well now you, you said something that, that I now I have to ask a question, and, and I apologize if I am going to be taking shots, but it, this is you know everything is here out on the table; it's an open discussion. So, I know you said the quality of these films are not where they need to be at. Would you still say? That you would prefer seeing these films over the DC universe films, or or, or, or no? Oh, yeah, you it yeah is-
2: by far.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by I,
2: far.
0: I, I liked Rogue uh, Rogue One, yeah. and I liked Rogue's Jedi. Even the problem that I think with people is that they keep expecting that these movies are going to be like the originals, and they're not. So it's just disappointing. All of you know they're coming in being disappointed so therefore no one wants to watch the movies if you let go of the past and realize that they're trying to do something new you're probably might be a bit more happier with what they're presenting
1: yeah that's possible that's very 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 possible but i don't know uh We'll see what they have in terms of these other movies that they have planned obviously they need to finish uh the saga with uh the last star wars movie you know we'll get that next year i believe around this time unless they changed from may to december um we'll see oh okay okay so
0: and yeah so yeah it.
1: they 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 haven't given a a release date for uh the boba fett movie they just announced this in production right
0: just announced that, you know, they're going to move forward with Boba Fett because, you know, they're happy with what they're seeing.
1: Okay. But this
0: so, that It bombed. <laughs> this, they announced this, like, right before the disappointing numbers came out.
1: Uh-oh. Well, hey, hopefully they can figure it out. We'll see what happens, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. And so, also, uh, if
0: anyone knows Fox bought um the rights to SmackDown and NBC Universal still has Raw.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, so so people who uh have Fox, if they want to watch wrestling, they'll be able to do that next year. So
0: Yep, October two thousand eighteen.
1: Uh that's very scary. You know that could be a good and a bad thing.
0: <laughs> I well, I think it's a win win either way. Because look, it's been wrestling has been sucking, so they'll finally cancel it if it continues to suck. But if it actually improves because they have to give up, you know, have better numbers, then the fans still win. So it's a win win for us.
2: I agree. I agree. My hope is that this spawns a new attitude era where they can, you know, be a bit more risky with the content.
1: No, 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 no. I can tell you right now, uh, I would love for that to happen again. Uh, I just don't think it's that's ever gonna happen because they got they got to worry about the kiddies now. It's all about the kids, you know. You can't be cussing on TV, then you have the kid go to school the next day, cuss out his teacher. They can't do they can't they can't afford all that to happen. Um,
2: Those were the days.
1: But we'll see. We'll 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 see what happens. Uh, I I hope the quality improves, but uh, don't worry. If it doesn't, we will definitely complain about it all over WrestleCast. So. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> but uh, any other thoughts before we move on to uh, the next topic?
0: No.
2: Yeah, I'm good.
1: All right. So uh, this next topic is uh, apparently it has led to, to a, a massive debate online over the last couple of days. Uh, pretty much on the 23rd, uh, EA finally had a reveal trailer and a whole bunch of information regarding Battlefield 5. Uh, It's currently slated to come out on October 19th, which is a week after Black Ops 4 comes out um, here, you know, worldwide. But the issue with Battlefield 5 is, uh, you know, they they announced, you know, it takes place in World War 2, it's going to be the same formatted uh the same story format with the individual little stories that they had in the last battlefield game which i think is a very good approach to take uh but it is going to have a focus on a female protagonist and you know the reason why that was a complaint with some people is because they wanted to complain about the fact that uh it doesn't seem realistic which I don't really understand, you know, you had uh, some things in the trailer that people questioned, you know, well, that's not how things were during that time period, which I find interesting that they would would come out and say that they've done all this research to conclude this is a reason to complain about it. But before we get into that, I first want to ask the both of you, what did you think of the Battlefield Five reveal? Uh, Were you impressed? Uh, Do you think this is a game that you'll be picking up or are you tired of Battlefield and you just want to move on and play something different? So I'm going to go to you first, Dana. What were your thoughts on Battlefield 5?
0: It wasn't bad company. So I like mentally zoned out. I'm so tired of Battlefield. And then we keep doing World War II 15,000 times. Can we please move on to another war? Just create a war. Um, No, it, I feel nothing for this. It just looks the same. And the whole thing with the women inclusion. And here's the thing. Dear dum-dums, women have been in military since the American Revolution, but it was World War II where they, it was the first time that they served in the United States military in official capacity. So dum who haven't picked up a history book or probably can't read, please learn a little piece of history before you start shooting off at the mouth saying, Oh my God, there's women in here. It's not realistic. It was very realistic. Um Also my thing is I think that it's used Now here's the thing I don't have a problem with there being women in here But I think it's used as a gimmick To sell the same game That we've been getting for years So overall I feel nothing for this Give me my bad company And I will be happy But this is just the rehashing Of other games But now with women
1: that's a very that is a very very good point. Yeah, I I, I have to say I agree with that. Um, I want to give oh, a shout out. We'll go ahead.
0: I don't give a fart about zombies. I to fight zombies.
1: <laughs> well, well, hey, it's uh, it's it want to try to do all this stuff. We'll see. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Fergus Mills in the chat. He mentioned something that I was going to mention, but you know he mentioned it again. Uh another one of the positives of this game in my personal opinion is that there will not be a season pass whatsoever. Now, compared to this to Call of Duty and full disclosure, I have not played Black Ops 4 yet, so I don't really know I can't really say that I know much about that game other than what we saw at the reveal event. But I can tell you right now in my personal opinion if if I had to buy one uh shooter this upcoming holiday season that I think I'll get more value for my money hands down is battlefield because there's a campaign there's multiplayer and then all the additional content is going to be free of charge. So I think that is good at the very least, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to make, make, make mention of that. Now, Gary, uh, I know that you are a battlefield fan. Wait, hold on, Danny, You was going to say something else.
0: I want to say that it should be free because it's the same darn game we've been getting.
1: <laughs> ah, well, yeah. Uh, gary you you want to say something about this because you've always been a battlefield fan so i'm very curious to hear what you think about this new direction and uh whether or not you have an issue with with the actual new new direction
2: yeah um i don't have an issue with it and I, i don't i don't like i'm just waiting to see like multiplayer and stuff i feel like we haven't seen enough but as for you know having the female character there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, you know, um, like Dana said, females did serve in World War Two. And, you know, even if they wasn't like, you know, on front lines or anything like that, like Dana also said, uh the whole World War Two is played out in video games, like we've seen so many World War Two games. So like they should be trying something new. They should be doing, you know, new things, and that is something that's new. You know, having such a, a strong female character be in the front lines and everything like that, so it's something different, and that's what we need from a World War II game. Um, do I have faith in them to deliver a good game? Um, I, I, like Dice are good. Like uh, if if EA lets Dice do them and doesn't, you know, step in the, the way too much, I feel like they can put out a really good game. Uh, you know, I, I can't really say too much until I see the multiplayer and see, you know, what the approach is there. But in terms of no, um, you know, no DLC and stuff like that, no premium, that's great too. Because I remember um, when I bought Battlefield Four, uh, I bought, I spent like ninety pounds or ninety-five pounds or something buying the game plus the premium pass, and that's about a uh, hundred and seventeen dollars or something like that. You know, just to put it in perspective, so that's very expensive, you know, to to get a, a game. Um, so I am glad to hear that there is no. Premium this time around, um, uh, but I do want to say one thing though. I I love Trevor Noah. He's he's definitely a funny guy. But that reveal was boring. Like it was terrible. Like it was it was very bad. The call of, it made the Call of Duty one look, look look incredible, you know. And the Call of Duty one, I thought that was meh at first. But this reveal made the Call of Duty one seem like some E3 stuff. Like it, it was, yeah. This one was really bad. It was very cringy. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what has already been said about this. Um, obviously, you know, we'll, we'll get to have – we'll get to see more of this game. Uh, we are going to be going to EA Play um You know, in about a week, about two weeks, so we'll get a chance to see this game and get a feel for what it has to offer. Maybe we will get a chance to play some some of it as well. But um, overall, uh, I don't really know what else to say about it. Uh, I'm glad, you know, I don't have an issue with the way them having the female protagonists. I do have an issue with people complaining about this stuff because, I mean, people of all the stuff that again, the fact that you don't have to pay for a season pass. Uh, that means something. Uh, the fact that, uh, again, and this is another Battlefield game, you get in the campaign, unlike with Call of Duty, where it's all about multiplayer, which is fine for those that love multiplayer, but I had said before that I, I enjoyed some of the campaigns they had for Call of Duty games as of late, so not knowing there wasn't no campaign is a little like, uh, well, I don't really know how I feel about that yet. Now, once I get a chance to play the game at E3, maybe I will have some different thoughts, but, um, I will say, at least say for right now, Battlefield 5, um, I didn't really see the point of complaining about the female thing because you're finding other stuff to nitpick and complain about. Now, I do agree that uh, Bad Company, I don't know what the hell EA is doing with that franchise. Uh, I would assume that maybe they will consider it down the road. There are other things they're going to reveal at this EA play event. So I would not be, be be surprised if they announce they're working on that. And it could be something where it's uh very, very early development. So they will won't even show you a logo. They'll just say we're working on it. I mean, that's possible, I guess. We'll see. But um I would like to hope and think that they're eventually going to come back to that because they went back to Mirror's Edge, which is again another franchise that people wanted them to revisit. So I would think Bad, bad Company is something they are going to revisit because you can't just keep releasing Battlefield every every other year. You gotta have I thought their initial plan was to have another series to have in the off years. And you can make the case that Titanfall was meant to be that serious. So but I think, yeah, bad company still needs to come back at some point in time. But We'll see if they decide to go that route. It's totally up to them because they also have the Star Wars license still, and they're going to be making those games as well, so we'll see. But uh, any other thoughts on Battlefield Five uh, before we move on to the next yeah. topic?
2: Oh, go ahead, Dana. You go first.
0: Oh. Well, am I the only one who thought that they should have just revealed this at E3 because it wasn't worth the stream? Yeah they also that and
1: yeah they, i didn't get that they should have well, well, well hold on gary you're saying that she is the only one that that, that, she, that fails that yeah. way that's what you just confirmed
2: no i i agree with her <laughs> they should have they just waited till e3 because like we're in a few weeks away now and they they didn't show that much to be honest like well, okay we we get to see the visuals of the game which look great but we expect that and besides that you know they didn't show much i was i was waiting for news of the battle royale or something like that and we didn't get any of that so
1: well i i think i know why they didn't wait and that is because the previous week we had the reveal for call of duty so they said they probably they were ready to have this reveal at any time but they said let's see what they do with call of duty first they saw oh that's what they're doing all right so we're gonna get deliver our conference a week later that's why they said they didn't want to wait to E3. And I, I do think it should. they should have waited. But the fact that they didn't wait, to me, I think that's a clear indication that there's other stuff that they're probably going to talk about at their conference. Because there's no way you're going to just announce a game knowing that you could have waited a couple weeks. This is the same thing with Bethesda revealing Rage 2 before the actual show. So they got something else they obviously want to talk about at their conference. I, I would assume EA is the same thing, but, uh, we'll have to wait and see on that because I don't know what is going on with that, uh, Star Wars game that Amy Henning was working on. The fact that they're restructuring and doing other stuff with that particular title. Um, the other games they could be working on that they haven't revealed yet, but, uh, Anthem. Just, oh yeah, Anthem. Oh yeah, that game. I forgot about that game. Um, <laughs> so, um, We'll see what happens, but I I, I think uh, there's a reason why they uh, decided that uh, they wanted to just get it out, and I think it, Call of Duty played a little bit of a role in that. They said, oh, well, they already know what their competitor is doing. We're not going to wait till E3, because the thing about this, if you reveal it at E3, you still have all these other conferences going on days after, so you run the risk of this being forgotten about, because EA Play takes place on, I believe it's on Saturday, The day after that is Microsoft in Bethesda so it's less likely people will still be talking about this as the week goes on unless of course you reveal something massive and they could still have a big reveal at E3 Um, it may be a situation where it will be playable, I remember one of the EA's that we went to I I I don't know if it was Hardline, it was one of the Battlefield games, I don't remember which game it was but the whole thing was that we were able to play it right immediately after the show was over um. So I'm guessing that this will have the same thing with Battlefield. But I, yeah, I, I think uh, they lo- they saw what they were doing with Call of Duty. So you know what? We're going to reveal this now. We're not going to wait till E3. So I, I don't know though. Outside of that, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> a- a- any other thoughts on uh, Battlefield Five?
2: No. I just really want to see the multiplayer and yeah, I see what you're saying. They probably do have a lot of stuff to show. And I guess it kind of makes sense if, you know, in, in terms of, they probably just want to, they just want to focus on the multiplayer aspect because there's probably a ton of stuff to unpack with just the multiplayer. Um, So they wanted to get, you know, the initial reveal out the way first. But still, we didn't actually get that much. you know uh, they could have really just released the trailer instead of having the event. And you know I agree then just you know e three.
1: Mm. No, I, I, I agree 100% with that. Um, I guess we'll find out I mean they, they'll probably have like if I had to make a guess, we'll probably get a playthrough demo at the press conference of like maybe the single player or something to that effect um they'll talk more about the campaign you know the different stories different characters that type of stuff maybe but um yeah they, they definitely could have waited but uh i, I think they they because the thing about it is, again both this and call of duty they're out the same month they're out a, a week apart from each other so i i definitely think they are watching closely what their competitor is doing even more so now because in the past it was a situation where Battlefield will come out and then weeks later into November, that is when Call of Duty will come out. But now that Call of Duty is coming out before Battlefield, I think EA feel like well, we really need to really be pushing this hard uh, and we want to get it out and out get the news out there right away, you know, to try and, you know, get some of that money because everybody's going to be picking up one of these games, uh, one or the other. Well, not everybody, um, but uh, I don't know. But uh, I think we'll get a lot more answers and a lot more footage definitely in the next couple of weeks if I had to make any guesses.
2: Yeah. And just uh, quickly before we move on as well, I think at E3, either Activision or EA needs to have, you know, um, EA aren't in the convention center, are they?
1: Oh, no. They're going to be in Hollywood uh, at their Mm -hmm. own venue
2: well they can do this at their venue but what they, what one of these companies should do at least is um they should have like a, a battle royale set up like so like you know you can go and play and it's literally like you know you, you get a hundred people in a room and then you see who's the last man standing kind of thing I think that would be a really cool way to you know demo uh, their new modes and stuff like that the battle I- royale mode I-
1: I, I I can almost guarantee that you will definitely, definitely see that at the EA Play event, because uh, they'll have a lot more space to work with. Uh, the booth that they have for Activision, I don't really know if they're going to—I I don't know how big the booth is right now. I know we saw the map. That's not really—you know, doesn't really give you a really good idea of how big it's going to actually be when you see it in person. So I don't know if they're going to fit all that on there, because they do have a couple other titles— that they're going to be for promoting uh, but then some of these other games won't be there like, you know, of course, you know all these other titles, the Spyro game that is a game that they'll obviously maybe have some gameplay trailers for around E3, stuff like that I don't expect to see that stuff on the floor but Call of Duty, yeah, definitely they'll have some type of booth for that but yeah, you make a very good point because uh Call of Duty, I don't really think that they've really said anything about the Blackout mode they haven't really shown anything in regards to that yet uh, so they I would, I would I would anticipate I would expect them to, to reveal all of that at E3 to get even more buzz behind it um but yeah you 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 have a very good point there I think one of these shows if not both of them would definitely have that type of setup yeah yeah so we'll see <laughs> alright so any final thoughts before we move on to uh Our main topic.
0: Bring back bad company.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I agree. So we need to start that petition right after today's show, Dana. Yeah, mandatorily. (laughs) Okay, so the other major news story from this week, and this is actually the main topic of the show today, is that, you know, we have heard statements that uh, Sony uh, announced recently that the PS4 is nearing the it, it's a uh, end of life so basically it's entering into the final phase uh as a console uh and i one thing i did notice is that after they announced that you know a lot of people was like worried like oh well what does this mean playstation 5 will be out next year and then sony clarified and then released another statement saying that they do not believe that'll be out until maybe 2021 So, still a couple years away. And then they also, just to alleviate some people's fears and concern, they said there are a lot of titles still coming to PlayStation 4. So, um... I guess, uh... Gary, I'm gonna pass the mic over to you because I believe there were some questions you had to ask in regards to this and whether or not we should be worried about the PlayStation 4 being gone soon. So, how about you take over this segment, Gary?
2: Yeah, so, um there's you know there's a lot to discuss with those statements you know the fact that uh, the next ps uh, playstation is is coming within like three years apparently um and you know um i mean before i get to the main question i just want to say like i feel like this generation had a very slow start um there was a, a long period where especially on playstation It felt like there was no games and nothing significant to play. There was a few big, major third-party games sprinkled out throughout those first two to three years, but uh, besides that, you know, it felt like it was a very slow build into this generation. And I, I like before this statement, I hadn't even felt like we'd reached a peak yet, where you know we'd seen the best that this generation has to offer. Like uh, last generation. Um, I feel like the last generation with the PS3 and the Xbox 360 we were we were spoiled like there was so many great games at the beginning of the, the generation and then you know the mid by the mid generation there was just like so much you know there was so many good classic quality games out and uh, this generation just hasn't felt like that um, it's only just started to get good in my opinion. Um, since last year, I think like last year was really the first year that this generation was really shining in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I don't feel like we've gotten enough of these systems yet. You know, we have, I don't, I don't think we've seen a peak in either of them, you know, either the PS4 or the Xbox one. And I feel like they can still do more to push both of these systems to their limits so for them to come out with a statement like this, I think it's like way too soon to, to start that conversation, Um, especially when they just put out like there's people out there who have just bought PlayStation 4 Pros and Xbox Scorpios, um, you know, Xbox One X. So to, to say that, you know, they're thinking of moving on so soon after that, you know, that's a little bit of an insult, too, I think, like, you know. Um, Because they haven't even really, like, since the PS4 Pro's been out, there hasn't even been a major, you know, uh, technological advancement. You know, we haven't seen some type of incredible experience that you can really only experience if you have the PS4 Pro. Um, Of course, God of War looks great, but, you know, I feel like they can do much better, you know, than what they've done so far. Now... We know that we still have a lot to come. You know, there's still Kingdom Hearts, there's still Final Fantasy, there's still The Last of Us. You know, um, there, all these games are still to come. So there are still experiences out there. But um, do like the the main question was: Are we ready to say goodbye to the PS4? You know, so like, say after those three games I mentioned come out, and a few of the other ones that we're still waiting for you know are we actually ready to say goodbye to the ps4 yet or is it too soon to be having talk about playstation 5 so i guess that's the the main question
1: well i I, well i i do have some thoughts to say but i'm gonna go to dana first because uh i'm curious what she has to say on this matter so dana the floor is yours
0: yay i I hold the floor (laughs) um No, for me, here's the thing. Now, I recall, I believe it was in November 2013 was when PS4 came out, right? I'm one of those old school people who kind of believe that there shouldn't be a new console until the next 10 years. Just so you can get the full life out of that console. And especially since, as Gary was saying, there hasn't been any huge, you know, technological advances when it comes to, you know, making like it more immersive so for me I would be fine with it you know new console in 2023 I think that it's pushing it a little bit and I think that it really hurts them by announcing that before e3 so then like here's all these new games that you're gonna have but in the back of your mind you're like yeah but playstation 5 is coming out in the next what two years or so um so for me i wouldn't have announced anything or even made any type of statement at all in regards to the playstation 5 um i do think that we are having tons of games coming out and as gary was saying it wasn't until really recent where playstation 4 got its footing and got you know was secure enough and started making a lot of profit so I just feel that they shouldn't have said anything. I do know that there are a lot of games that are coming out that a lot of people are expecting. But still again, now because they said that in the back of my mind I'm wondering, you know, how long will it last because we have Playstation Five coming out. So I, I just didn't I didn't like it at all. I didn't like the announcement. That's just me.
1: No, I, I mean I, I pretty much agree with what you both had to say. Um It was concerning, uh, although I will say I did think it was a little suspect when they announced uh, the games that were going to be the focal point of their E3 conference, and they made a point to say that there will not be any hardware talked about at the show. That was when I said, oh, so the rumors I hear about PlayStation 5 are true, but I'm only curious now as to when this is coming out. You know, I know we had Tony made a prediction uh 2019 and now you know 2021 is more like what that is actually looking like which is totally fine but to answer gary's question specifically i also agree no i am not ready to say goodbye to my playstation 4 either uh because yeah they just started making a lot of quality titles now i will give them props you know we had got infamous second son i know gary you're a huge infamous fan that was an okay game uh, Horizon Zero Dawn last year, that is a game that has been critically praised as one of the, you know, that was probably their best game last year. And now you have God of War. We still have Death Stranding coming. We have The Last of Us Part Two, Spider-Man, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Several, several things coming. So yeah, I mean, PlayStation 4 still has a lot of life to go. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have announced anything remotely even to talk about PlayStation Five, but you know, I guess they figure they want to give people a heads up because they've also seen the rumors of the system being in development. Um, so they want to try to get out ahead of that before it really starts to heat up and say, "Yeah, it's coming, but it's not coming for a little while." But still, not. I don't really think it's an announcement you should have made at this point in time. But it is what it is. Um, but no, I'm not getting rid of PlayStation Four anytime soon. Uh, I did not pick up a PlayStation 4 Pro. I have no plans to do so. I'm still using my original PlayStation 4 that I picked up back in 2013, and I haven't had any issues with it. So I'm good up until whenever the next system comes out. I will say this, though. When PlayStation 5 does eventually come out, uh, will it be a massive technological advancement i have no idea but i do know one thing it damn sure better have backwards compatibility and i'm not talking about playstation now i'm talking about if i want to play a playstation 4 game on my playstation 5 i should be able to put that disc into the system and play right away no no none of this uh, playstation now stuff so that's one thing i do hope that sony actually does do but uh that's my initial thoughts on the situation
2: Yeah, um, another thing I wanted to bring up too was, well, okay, so what are you doing with VR? Because, you know, you you did put out a headset, you you put out Peripheral around, you know, a year and a half ago or so. What have you done since then? And, you know, what can we expect now? Because a lot of people bought that thinking, you know, VR was going to be the new wave and that Sony was going to lead the charge. And now they're talking about skipping to the next generation, like, you're letting a lot of those people down who believed in the vision, you know, of PS Four and and PSVR. Um, so now to, to talk about, you know, ending this generation so early, it's like, you know, why why should we have any faith in any, you know, peripheral or you know, um, any like kind of side thing that they do from now on? Because yeah, your console's great. You're putting out, you know, great exclusives for it, but you know all that this other stuff. It, it it happened last generation too with the PlayStation Move, and the Vita. You know all these other site peripherals and hardware that you put out. You don't support it, so you're not giving us good confidence in in all this stuff. Um, but I do also have a theory, because this has been a rumor too. So you know, um, there's this theory has been out there. Um, they probably might actually build vr into the the next console so maybe that's why they want to rush too because they want to. maybe the the sales of the psvr wasn't what they wanted so they're like they're basically what microsoft did you know like they brought out the connect um the connect actually did well on 360 i think but they then tried to build it into the experience for xbox one you know um so i think maybe sony might actually try to do that with psvr like maybe um the, the next, the PlayStation 5 will actually have VR built into it. And that will be their way of kind of, you know, forcing the VR experience on people.
1: All right. I, I, okay. I, I do have a, two quick things I want to say about this. Uh, first and foremost, that was a very good question you asked about PlayStation VR. Uh, I, 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 I definitely think they really haven't really begun to scratch the surface of PlayStation VR yet. I will say this last December, we went to PSX and they had a whole bunch of PlayStation VR games there. A lot of those games that are coming out are like really, really great games. We have uh, blood and truth, which is like an action game spy game that, 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 that was an awesome game. One of the better games I've played. Then they have firewall, which is like a rainbow six siege, but all PlayStation VR type stuff. So they have some great games coming uh, still the PlayStation VR. But yeah, they've only really just begun to make games for that particular device. So I have to agree again. Maybe they shouldn't have made that announcement about, you know, PlayStation 5. I know it's three years away, and that sounds like it's still a long ways away, but time passes by relatively fast. So I'm not really sure if I would have made that particular announcement. But with that said, they do have a lot of games coming. They are working on a lot of games. So I'm curious to see where they actually take place PlayStation VR before, you know, beyond this generation. That'll be curious to see. But my other question, my or well, my other comment was, when you said that you think they're going to build it into PlayStation 5, I think if they was to build that into PlayStation 5, that might actually be an issue because then this is a system that will no longer cost $400. This system will be very expensive. And the thing I do know is that I don't think that when they launched PlayStation 5, they want it to be a ridiculously expensive console. I think they want to try to at least get it around 400 500 uh, in terms of what you're actually paying for the system. If they add that VR to that system, there's no way in hell that that price is going to be $400. It, it would have to be over that, unless they decide they want to take a loss, which I don't think that they want to take a loss. Um... Now, I did see that uh, Miguel made a comment, hopefully, that they make PlayStation, PlayStation VR. You can also use it on your PlayStation 5. I think that is a better scenario if that is something that they do, where they maybe release a patch update that now allows you to use that that device on your new console. That would be fantastic if they did that. But to have it built into the system, that will be very, very expensive. So I don't know if they'll do that, but... You know, then again, we'll just have to wait and see Because it's still three years away from that happening But that's just my thoughts uh, I'm very curious to hear what Dana thinks About these these, these topics So, go ahead, Dana
0: Um, the, the whole thing with VR Yeah, that's great If you like VR games Um, That's wonderful, but why do I have to wait To the PS5 for that? I mean, they already had VR games that came out with the PS4 And even to include that with the PS5, it's not enough for me to shell out another $500 for a console. There's nothing that they can do right now at the moment that's going to make me shell out that much money. So that's just my whole thing. I don't don't understand why they think that people are going to do that. It's too soon. That's my whole issue. And yeah, you have the three-year wait, but that goes by in a blink of an eye. So... Again, no, it's not worth it for me. Unless some random technological miracle happens where you can actually transport me into a game, then I, I feel nothing for this.
2: Well, so you can be in WWE No Mercy?
0: <laughs> I can finally get my remastered No Mercy and be in it. I'll be happy. If you announce No Mercy remastered for the PS5, then I'll be interested. I will praise this to the high heavens. I will be first online day one in tears. But until then, I feel nothing. They're just trying to grab more money for something that we don't even need.
2: Yeah, um, I I see what you guys are saying. Um, And I'll go ahead.
1: Well, no, I I, I just I just just was going to ask a question. I'll I'll ask that later because that's that's probably getting into a little bit of more territory. But go go ahead, say say what you want to say, and then I'll I'll ask my question.
2: Yeah, um, just two quick things. Um, I'm thinking possibly, you know, maybe by then VR technology will be cheaper, perhaps. But also, maybe it maybe it won't be PSVR that they like. Maybe they won't build it into the console. Maybe they'll just allow you to use any VR device with it. You know, maybe that's what they'll do. So you can use Oculus or, that's um, good. you know, one they of the other of... Or, or the PSVR. You know, any VR that you have, you can use it with the system. Perhaps that would be a good way to go about it. But um...
1: that is a very good way to go about it. I think very, very good, very good thought there. Is possible
0: five hundred dollars?
1: So, well, I guess. She
0: said, "She said even for five hundred dollars, is that
2: worth it?" Yeah, I mean, if they give, if they just give you the capability, you know, shouts to um, Wesley because he kind of alluded to this. But um, if they just give you the capability to use any device, then they don't have to, they don't have to up the price. You know, it could be four hundred dollars if they want. You know, because they they're not actually building um, the hardware into the system; they're just giving you. The capabilities to plug in any device. So, whether it's the the Hive or the Oculus or the PSVR. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I feel like some PMCR, VR fanatic, then good for you. But I don't see it.
2: Yeah, I, I do have another question, but Rich had one first. so
1: Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be brief in my question. Uh well it's a little off topic because it, it takes things ahead so maybe you should go first. You go first with your question.
2: Okay. Yeah, so my question was going to be Okay, so so which game is going to be the last guardian of this generation because I have a feeling one of these games that we're anticipating is going to get pushed all the way back to PS5. So which game is <laughs> it going to be? Like is, is it going to be Final Fantasy? Is it going to be uh, uh the, the Kojima game? you know what was it going to be i think one of these games is getting pushed back
0: kingdom okay. hearts.
2: We'll, we'll go ahead then you said kingdom hearts three
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> all right um i think dana's gonna say a little bit more but but before she does i i'll, I'll just say this uh the game that is probably going to get pushed back uh i you know i i don't have i have no idea honestly uh the fact that Death Stranding is one of the games they're talking about at E3, there's no way in hell that you can... I mean, I, I, I would I would laugh if this game doesn't come out this generation now because we had jokes before. Oh yeah, this is a PlayStation 5 game. But the fact that you've said that this is one of the four games that is going to be at the show that you're going to be talking about, that, that has to tell me it has to be coming out at the tail end of this system. If it's not coming out next year, maybe 2020... But I, I think at the absolute latest, it has to be one of the last games released for the system uh, at the latest. But I don't think that's the game that's going to get the push to PlayStation 5. Um, I really I really don't know if I can even answer that question. And it's funny you asked this question because my question was going to be, what game do you think is going to be a game that Sony launches with the PlayStation 5? Because we already know that Uncharted... I don't know if they're done with that series. They can go back to that series if they want to go back to it, but I'm curious, what is the game that they can release with that system to say for make people be like, oh, I need to get a PlayStation 5 for this game? Because I have no idea what that what that game is right now. And that's what I was going to ask you guys.
2: Oh, there's, there's a lot they could do there. Um, like, you know, uh, yeah, they, they could do another Horizon. They could do God of War, because I'm sure there's. Oh yeah, God of War. Characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to do Uncharted, they could either do Chloe or they could go with um, you know uh, uh, Drake's child. You know, I believe it was his daughter. Was it his daughter or was it a son? I can't remember. But they could go with um, you know his offspring. Um, uh, there's there's a lot they could do, I think, uh, in terms of launch exclusives and stuff like that. But um, as for the game. I think will be delayed. Uh, I think it. I think it's going to be Final Fantasy VII remake. Unfortunately. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: So. laughs> oh, oh wait! Oh, wait a second, uh, Gary. I got a, another one for you. Uh, Shenmue three. You know when they delayed oh, yeah. it la- last? The last show we said they delayed it till 2019. They could just easily keep delaying this game and release it at when PlayStation Five comes
2: out. No, you, you, you know cool. what they'll do. They'll, they're going to release Shenmue three on it's only going to be on the PS4 but it's gonna be like a month before the P- PS5 comes out just so it slips under the radar and everyone <laughs> forgets about it. that's what they're gonna do with that.
0: We'll get the P- the Shimo 2.5 <laughs> yeah you stole my thing I was gonna save that because remember they announced that and you're like no you know they release games that they announced so no it's Shimo 3 and the in Shimo 2.5. Just to tie people over.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah Well, yeah, you- we'll go ahead. What do you say?
0: No, that that that's that's my games. That's that's coming out for the PS5. I oh, really so, can't so. even tell- unless but, this is Uncharted.
1: So, so you said so. So you said Sh- Shenmue and uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Those are the games. Sh-
0: Shenmue two point five, Shenmue three, and. If we're lucky, maybe another Uncharted. Okay, because remember the movie's coming out, so we'll get a game to coincide with the movie.
1: I I really hope that that movie is not trash, but uh, to be determined.
0: <laughs> I hope I'm a millionaire, but we still see how that's going. So I don't have high hopes for anything. It might be.
1: Yeah, uh, I well, I I mean, I I definitely think those are good picks. The uh, Uncharted, I. Part of me thinks that Horizon, yeah, that's a new IP that they started this generation. So I could see them have a sequel that they hold that for PlayStation 5, but I don't really... I mean, that that, that game was in development for a long time, and I don't know how much uh, longer they need to be to make another sequel, uh, because they may still have a lot of assets that they can use, a lot of other things that they can just go back to. So I mean, I I don't know, but uh, whatever the game is... Uh, I believe you are right, Gary. There is going to be a game that is going to get pushed to PlayStation Five. I just don't know what game that is right now. In Final Fantasy VII, that is a good uh, argument because they did. I thought I thought that was supposed to be an episodic game. You know, I know last week, the last time we had Mr. Lugo on the show, he said they had debunked that, and now they're just going to make a straight up full game. But how long is that going to take? Because that if they had just now decided this, that is had got to be at least two to three years away from actually
2: coming out yeah because like there was all sorts of development issues as well because they had third-party developers um you know making the game for them and then i guess there was a situation where they pulled the game you know in-house at square enix and they found that you know it wasn't what what the other company made wasn't really functional they couldn't really work with it so i think they're they're gonna have to really uh rework the entire game as it is now so that's going to take some time. So it's definitely a few years away.
1: Oh, that's not good to hear, but, uh, Hey, it is what it is. We'll have to see how that turns out, but, uh, man, but yeah, as for PlayStation five, we got three more years. I, you know, I'm going to just focus on enjoying the system. Now, actually completing the games that i have to finish because i have to finish god of war i have to go back and play uh, quite a bit of other games so i am not even thinking about playstation 5 at this moment in time but good to know it'll be around in in about three years that gives me enough time to finish all the games i need to finish this generation so i'm fine with that so but uh any final thoughts before we uh get ready to wrap up the show
2: F Mills says, uh, knock three is going to be a launch title.
1: <laughs> you, you know, it, funny thing is I think that's a, a good point. You know, the second game, I, I, I reviewed the second game. I didn't think the second game was, was horrible. I mean, it's a lot of repetition. I mean, it, it is more of this the first game, but I don't think it was too bad. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an okay average game, you know, for for kids. Yeah. Kids will love it. That's fine. Um, so I could see that coming out as like a, you know, I wouldn't call it a triple A title to launch the system on. That's going to be one of the little uh, smaller titles. But there has to be one major game that they launched with that system. And it's like, OK, yeah, what game is that going to be? That's what I have no idea of at the moment in time. But
0: Call of Duty 6.
1: Oh, I hope not. Call of Duty 6. No, I hope not. Well, Black, More... Black, o- Black, o- Black Ops 6. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Black Ops needs to be over after Black Ops Four. But uh,
0: we'll see. Black Ops needs to be over after Black Ops Two. Once they, <laughs> see you, the face, you just knew that things was just going awful.
2: All of that is just a marketing ploy because they know that um, people have strong memories with Modern Warfare and Black Ops, so that's why they keep bringing yep. those back.
1: That's exactly what it is. Um, they got they'll, they'll probably start a new one at some point in time, but that's exactly what it is. So. We'll see But uh Yeah A- any final thoughts Before we uh wrap, wrap Up today's show regarding this topic
2: oh, That's it for me
1: Okay so Yeah so That, that concludes our, our show For today um we thank you all for listening and, and as i mentioned you know we definitely will have a lot more to talk about next week you know i would encourage everybody to come back here early next week because at, at our regular time because we are going to be talking about the uh, pre-e3 predictions so on and so forth uh you will not want to miss that because we're gonna i think we're gonna go through the list we're gonna talk about ea we're gonna talk about bethesda xbox playstation so you do not miss that show, for sure. It's going to be a very fun time. We'll probably have Mr. Max Muller back as well as Mr. Lugo. We may have another guest. Who knows? But definitely come back for that next week. Uh, so uh, for right now, we do thank you all for listening. If you're listening uh, on the download later or you watch live, we appreciate your continued support. Uh, Dana, do you have any shout-outs that you want to give?
0: Shout-outs to everyone who's listening in the chat. Um, thank you for supporting us. Also, shout-outs to... Xbox. Uh Microsoft did a uh an up an update system to Xbox 360, which I still have and I still love. So that was really shocking. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's like some big thing that's going to happen for 360. I don't know, but shout outs to them for still caring about us.
1: Yeah, I agree. That 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 was shocking. That actually happened today. Uh so that's um
0: For me, it happened a a couple days ago. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I went to turn mine on. It was like, system update. And I was like, what the heck is a system update for this? Are you, like, canceling it completely? (laughs) And it just, you know, it said it will not progress unless you update it. So I was like, okay. And I was really happy and really excited. I didn't notice any changes. They said it was to fix bugs and, like, little minor program issues. But I was still happy either way. I think it means something.
2: Maybe uh, they maybe they finally fixed Red Rings of
0: Death. Uh,
2: ha, ha. <laughs> uh, that, that's
1: terrible, Gary, and you will get some people complaining about that uh, that, that that joke, uh, at, you know, in the comment section. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll probably get some answers to that maybe round E3. I mean, I'm just very curious to see what Microsoft does at E3 because they there's no doubt about it they have been holding stuff for that particular conference i fully believe that so i'm curious to see what exactly they're going to show but we'll see uh as for shout outs from me shout out to everybody in the chat we saw uh, f mills today we had wesley in there of course miguel uh victor in there as well nicholas uh Shout-outs to all you guys that uh, actually spent time watching the show today. We appreciate the support. And as I said, definitely come back next week because it's going to be a very fun time talking about our post-E3 predictions. So don't miss that. Uh, And Gary, the floor is now yours for uh, shout-outs.
2: Yeah, so um, big shouts to all of our Patreon people before I list them i just want to say we uh we recorded like a pilot episode of our uh you know a new show that that we're experimenting with called um tk after hours and that's basically just like a lifestyle discussion show where we just you know it's, it's uh raw and unhinged you know uncut and we just talk about you know anything from uh, you know, it could be music, could be games, could be movies, you know, just like literally anything. It's like barbershop talk, basically. So um, we have like the first edition of that on the Patreon right now. So go check it out if you are a supporter. Uh, we also have a snippet on the YouTube page so you can know what to expect. Uh, that that particular snippet has a little debate about uh, Xbox, uh, Idea Xbox. So definitely go check that out if you haven't already But um, yeah, uh, so shouts to all of those people who do support us. M. Collins, Sean Gorty, Stephen Ferron, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, and Antonio Rogers. Big shouts to all you guys. Uh, We appreciate all of the support. And shouts to everyone who uh, joined us in the the chat today and who interacted with us throughout the show and on the various topics. Um, I see F Mills in there hopefully we'll get him on some of the e3 shows um shouts to miguel i know he was in there shouts to wesley haven't seen him in a while and big shouts to victor as well and uh, that's pretty much it for me
1: sounds good so uh thank you all for your continued support and we will talk to you all next week